welcome to the all new podcast, results show, Gibbo. Mick McGrath. All right, Mick. Gib. Right, we found fucked. So I've lost all last week's stuff. Shit, I. I am. I need to get a new screen, so. I know there wasn't many games, I can't remember them all. Just go, I think we should talk about the big ones for me. Uh, well, I think that's all I can remember, Saturday. Major Oil, 1-3-2 in the Cheshire Semi. Against Lockstock. Lockstock, Lowstock, Crave. Lowstock, Previous winners then. When I've been through, they've won about three times, 70s, 60s, 70s time. Um, so they're obviously a big club in their area. Crazy achievement for me, like. Oh, it's brilliant. He, he gave us a report, Glenn obviously. Yeah, apologise, I've lost it, Glenn. Um, but, any West Cheshire side getting to the. Oh, brilliant. I made up for them, to be honest. Play Stockport Georgians. Tough game, because they've applied for the counties. Counties, yeah. So, um, Brigby Tashville. Yeah. Last kick of the game, apparently. And then there was a Cheshire Cup game Sunday. Yeah, Neston won 9 0, was it? 9 0, what an embarrassment. By the way, before we go into that, congratulations to KNZ and the National Oh, League. yeah. You can only beat what's in front of you. But how the fuck have they gone into that semi final? Do you know what? You barely videoed it, didn't you? Yeah, lots of videos. In all nine goals, there isn't one tackle made. Not a single tackle. I mean, it's a great, it's a great semi final if you pulled them out. Oh, brilliant. And do you know what? They've earned the right next thing because they've travelled away. Oh, yeah, they've done the. They've done the, um... the all graft. But the way they've done the draw this year doesn't work. I hope Chester take when they're that. Yeah, I, don't, I think every every Cheshire, like all Cheshire Junior, the Cheshire Ram and the Cheshire Sunday, they've all been. It's been pre drawn. I just. I don't see how it can't work like that. No. But brilliant for Neston. Um, League games, anybody sent his report, we apologise. Who was it last week? I can't remember. Oh, Beachwood, I went to watch Beachwood, I'll just tell you a bit about that. Two all against Lanson. Oh my oh. god. Oh my god, what? It was. It was the worst game at the time I've ever seen. Yeah. But I've watched one more, so I've been all that later. But, um, obviously, we lad playing for Beachwood, which I made up his back play, and he had to go out of bed for a play. Yeah. And he done well. He said 17. 17, yeah, he done all right. Uh, but Beachwood was struggling for the side at the moment, got injuries, lads. Suspended. Suspended, yeah, the few suspended last week. So, to all these lads and give Lance a lot of points, which he need. So, so she died. Foxholes and Lids. Foxholes, just. Just off. seven points out of nine, <laughs> away from home. You don't know, well, we're not doing it last week, so just we'll go to No, choose, no, let's yeah. talk about, no, let's talk about last week. Going to the team up the third place. I went there. Pro- promotion challenges. I went there, but it done me part. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna say this now because I want people. To, I want people to. <laughs> to the. I went to. I forgot about that, you know. But you know what? I'm gonna talk about it. Here you are. So why are you listening? So Gibbo's our minibus driver for um, Vauxhall Motors. So we agreed the time, which was um, quarter past twelve. Leave, not meet. Leave. What time did the bus turn up? Five to one. Sorry, twelve fifty-three. The bus came. Now, what time did you get there? They got there just after ten past two. Do you have a good enough warm up? No, no, I wasn't happy with the warm up, no. Because they couldn't get out quick enough. How'd you get on? We, we won three now. Oh, uh, so I think it worked, didn't it? No, no, it didn't work, no. <laughs> so, you know, if someone hires a company 
and it's only just turned <laughs> up 50 minutes late. Do you know what I mean? What do you do? But your lads are always moaning that you get there too early, so I've done your lads a favour. They went out beat third or fourth in the league already. Third they were, yeah. 3 0 on their own pack, so I think it worked. So yeah, that was a good win, and we went to Squires Gate on Tuesday night, 2 1 all, floodlights went out. By the way, what a joke. Blackpool, Tuesday night, 8 o'clock kickoff, lights but blowouts. No grass on the pitch. Getting home, fucking half 12 oh, the next, then, next morning. And then Saturday. Oh, it was fun. To be fair, someone's actually messaged me today asking if I was going to speak about it on a podcast because they, they want to know what went on. I'm not going to delve too much into it, but obviously they had fifth place. We beat them 1 0. Uh, half time, our keeper got sent off. Two yellows. Dead just had a man sent off yeah, a couple yeah, of minutes they, earlier, hadn't yeah. he? Yeah. And then just all hell broke loose, didn't it? One of the lads swilled our goalkeeping coach with a pint. And by, what I will say about Mavers, stood his ground. Didn't cause no trouble. Just stood his ground. He was protecting the players. That's yeah. what he was doing. He was stopping them getting at the players. Um, and obviously, because I was there, you you, you were protected. Oh, you're a fool. But um, yeah, and then he obviously started spitting at us. No, he was. It weren't nice at all. The minibus got threatened. Oh, it did. <laughs> did got threatened. Um, so yeah, one again. So my all this was going on. You were faking chest pains with Shirley, weren't you? <laughs> I was rattling it, you know that. Um, but yeah, seven points out of nine, we've gone to seventh, which is decent, considering the run we had in October. Yeah, I'm not sure if you had some consistency, what you could do. Mm-hmm. Well, bad side now. Let's. Got beat Saturday. Got beat Saturday, yeah. They're one of the best teams in the league, does we think? New Mills. Yeah, 4 2. And they drew on the last Saturday, so. And they won midweek, didn't they? In the Will Senior. Will Senior, they played as well in the final. Be a decent game, though. Yeah. When we get the details, we'll let everyone know. Yeah. Right, so we're going to the Chester League this weekend. Big game. Which one? Unitor Kelmer. Oh, yes. First, we second. We have a report of Kelmer. By the way, Unitor have never got involved, have they? Charlie, Charlie did get threatened, involved. Threatened to. Yeah, and then he. You no, know, goes result for Kelmer in the biggest game of the season. A poor defensive display in the first half. With Kelman not reacting to the long ball over the top, which seemed to be the root unit or favoured. The home side took the lead midway through the half, with a ball over the top which was deemed onside by the referee and was tapped into an empty net. Kelman shot themselves in the foot trying to play offside, with a referee aged 80 years of old of age is asking for trouble. Unitor doubled the lead shortly after with poor play in the wing from Kelmer and the home side capitalised with a great finish in the box. Second half, Kelmer were a lot better and in control of the game, creating numerous chances but could not find the back of the net and the home side defending well. Bitter pill to swallow but we keep going and await our next fixture versus Blaken. Best of luck to Unitor for the season. Yeah, goals for Unitor with John Mains and Lewis Clark. Oh, the only the only game in the championship must be a cup weekend. Um, seen Niall Mul- Mulry bag a hat trick as Groves drew three over third place Port Sunlight to maintain their lead at the top. Port Sunlight goals come from Callum Leach, Mitch Francis, and Sam Bolton. Cup competitions dominated the fixtures list this week in the CWFL Kazar Shield. Kazar. Yeah. Frill saw Hill Rangers beat Chester Nomads four three. Goals coming from Callum Jones with a double and singles from Dan Burns and Connor Harley. Chester Nomad's goals came from Andrew Caldwell with two, plus a single from Sam Draper. 
for Jordan Crowder, bracing goals from Martin Marshall and Steve go lightly. Were they enough for Aston No Man's? Reserves. Great name, man. I, I was looking to think of that way. No, no, Nestor Nemo's reserves, who beat Upton JFC 4-2, John Lally and Kenny Wallace scoring for Upton. In another high scoring game, Session, first ran out 4 2 winners, Matt Steele 2 and Mark Blake and Arnie Jedgy scoring his first goal for Session against FC Dunn United. Tom Lane and Alfie Cleave netting for Dunn. Orange Athletic went out to the winners against Rossmore Rangers. Taylor Roberts getting them both. And then we go to the CWFLD 106-3 League Cup. Radio. Crizzleton hit Ellsby for five as Mike Murray hit a double plus strikes from Zach Canvey, Tom Fisher and Zach Hall. Made even better by the fact that Crizzleton played at 10 men for 65 minutes. Ooh. Into the Vets, the Doug Johnson Shield. Some big games happened in the Vets. Chester Nomads defended for their lives. In the Vets, Doug Johnson Shield, Chester Nomads defended for their lives as Queen's Park Vets laid siege on the nest and on the Nomads goal for 90 minutes. But a mixture of good goalkeeping and poor finishing seeing the game go to penalties. I've got a lot to say on this, but I'll read the report first. Chester Nomads nil, Queen's Park nil. Chester win 4 2 on pens and moving to the semi final of the Doug Johnson Trophy. After a, a few late pull-outs before the game, we travelled to Chester with a squad of 14, but a strong start on 11. And early on you could see what we were, that we were by far the better team, and attacked and attacked with Chester defending well, with no threat going forward. So we went to a back three early on. Many chances in the first half with Chester, keeper having a great game, and somehow went in at half-time all square. Two subs were made at, at half-time, which turned into three after the strangest half time talking to from a referee ever, which is for another time. Another 45 minutes of constant attack, and if we played another 45 days, I don't think we would have scored. Straight to penalties, and unfortunately, we missed two. However, we should have won the game in 90 minutes, so no blame on the penalty takers. A tough defeat to take as we dominated 90% of the game with the opponents realising and telling me it was daylight robbery. Day in the hat and good luck to them. We now finish our league fixtures and a few friendlies. Right, um, I'm in the group. There's been a lot of stick getting given to Bernard. Well, for his penalties out there. Has he put it out there? Yeah, he's put it out there, yeah. Got to hit the target, Ben. Yeah, come on, Ben. Got to hit the target, but that strange 45 minute thing, found out what happened. There was a to-do a half time. I'll call it a to-do involving Mr. Bolton. Well, funny enough, I'm going to text him, did you? Go on. Let me get it up. <laughs> it's funny, this. Well, right, mate, I can't text this to Gibbo. As he is in our group. We lost because of Dottie Bolton. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> You're saying who's on? I can't say who's on. No. No. Well, he's had a to-do. Referee's seen nothing. Chester have said they're not coming out for the second half if he doesn't get sent off. No, it's not right. So the referee said, I'm going to go and ask them what happened and I might have to send them off. And I'll deal with what happens with Cheshire later, Cheshire, Cheshire later on. So if you come to an agreement, that'll sub them off. So what did he do? So, so uh, I, I don't exactly know what he's done, but he's, he's, been, he's done a dotty, hasn't he? Loves a dotty, like, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's done a dotty. 
so he couldn't play. So he's not on the pitch to take a corner. Uh, a penalty, sorry. But he's absolutely murdering Bernie for missing. Mmm, interesting. The wee man, little Edward, couldn't take a penalty because he had camp. Stop it. Honestly, but his murdering, murdered Bernie. Reckons he was six, but didn't want to take one of the first five because he had cramp. Mm. Never heard such bollocks in all your life. Well, as I said, you're in the group, so you can see what's going on, but I think it's poor. Yeah, totally agree. But that's that one. Yeah, the Royal Vets beat Great Flow Vets 3-0 after a double from Liam Averton and a single from Terry Cockgrave. No report on that, because Kagawai there. Oh, he wasn't there? He went, he's having our problems and he, he was going. But he suffered just before he went. So, Guinea took the team. Oof. Guinea's 100%. 100%. You know, he's talking about it now, Guinea. He's like, you don't have to come anymore, Cag. <laughs> Else be a poor town, we have, a, we have another. Um, we do, debut, innit? Yeah. Else be a poor vet, Else be a poor red line, 4 1. These are the ones who were complaining about the one-sided. Yeah. Fair play, we, we said to them get it in. They just sent it in. Hi, Matchy Paul from Ellesmere Poor Red Line versus Ellesmere Poor Town in the Cup. Game finished 4-1 in favour of Ellesmere Poor Town. Red Line had two cents off and Town had just one. Had one just before half-time. Okay, no. Fet you never you never lose that will to win. Game which Town starts at Brighton created plenty of chances in the first 20-25 minutes but was wasteful. We paid for those missed chances and found ourselves a goal down with the Red Lions first attack. A great ball in from their right back and the striker beating our centre back to the to direct across in. Then they hit the post with their second attack just before half time and there was a little bit of entertainment which resulted in three sendings off minutes before half time. Two for rolling round and hooking each other, and another for punching a player. In brackets, only the ref seen it. Could have been avoided if the ref had booked the lad earlier for wanting to kick anyone who came near him on two or three occasions. But Town started second half well and got themselves level with a Mark Thompson goal, which shortly followed by Luke Jackson killing the game off with two goals in ten minutes. Town became wasteful, which gave Red Line some hope with a few corners which they failed to take advantage of before a Martin Toner goal put the game to bed with 15 to go with a tapping from 6 yards more entertainment followed after the final whistle with the ginger equivalent of Phil and Grant Mitchell coming onto the pitch throwing punches and sly headbutts nice, sounds like a um, typical derby 4 hours me a poor derby <laughs> we played that in a, in a semi be a tough game Right, okay, we'll go to the. Oh, these are mad dudes. The CWF Rudy Webb Designs Tom Geraghty Memorial Trophy. Hi, Webb Calmer Vets progressed as they beat West Kirby Vets 6 5 on penalties. After the game finished, 3 all Neil Atkinson with 2. And a single from Paul Rollins with a score to West Kirby. John Paul Wesson netted for hat. That's John Paul Wheaton, aren't it? Netted a hat trick from Hi, Webb. Yeah, yeah. And that is us for the um So what are you spelling out, Ben? I know. He's up your game, Ben, especially on these emails, mate. Yeah, Paul used to 
be easy access. Yeah, we just bang with it. You've uh, you've changed it all. Shall we move on to the West Cheshire League? Yeah, we've got a, um, we've got two midweek games to talk about first. Um, yeah. Division One, Mossley Hill Athletic, inspired by Nathan Pete Hattrick, supplemented by further efforts from Owen Cassidy and James Farr, posted a final result at Vauxhall Motor Reserves and climbed to fifth place in the table. Division Two actually saw actual reserves with goals from Peter Morgan to Dan Kelly and Jake Lay. Saved a 3 2 win over Rainford United, who had Alex Kaisdale to reply in the midweek games. Cathmar was here, that getting beat. Fine, man. Uh, no, they've been doing alright as well, haven't they? Mm. On Saturday, Ashfield's senior side with Danny Hardman and Tommy Johnson on target, a close fellow Division 1 outfit, Bootle St Edmunds, who got a report. Report again, yeah. Brilliant. Win or lose, send the report in. So it goes, a day to remember. Sadly, this time though, for us, it was for all the wrong reasons. The game was a 10 to fair in the first half, and the, despite us hitting the woodwork through Stewie Jackson, the visitors looked more threatening and perhaps should have been ahead half time 0 0. We had to play better second half. In fact, just playing anything resembling our football would have been a start, and we did look brighter and calmer from the second half whistle, only to be altered in our tracks. When a freak accident saw the colossal John Howard severely injure his arm after a heavy fall, leading to a lengthy stoppage and a trip to hospital. Ashfield's number four, Nathan, was part of the team of people who helped the big man and we're incredible, incredibly grateful for the support. He had a great game too. From that point on, the loss of JH and another injury soon after lost any rhythm we had shown, small signs of finding. And after our only real chance of note, which saw us strike the post again through Mark Madden, Asheville sensed the opportunity, breaking the deadlock on 70-odd minutes. Pushing to change our performance, we were caught on, on the ball, and Asheville scored a sublime second goal to seal their deserved victory. A loss in the cup, yes, but so what? Our mates is our only concern, and we know we'll be back better than ever. Good luck to him. Don't yeah. see anyone injured playing the game. No, it's hard, eh? Must, must have been a bad one if he's in. Yeah. If he's talking like that. Get well soon, mate. So they'll play Mosley Hill, actually, in the final with the Pike. Lovely cup. And finalists for the Westchester Shield resolve after Ainsleyville Reserves with efforts from Jack Terry 2 and Dylan Wallace overcame Runcorn Sports Reserves 3 1 and they were to go replying and strongly fancied Sutton Athletic. With two goals and Conor Dolan and Mark went through after beating Hazel Reserves 2-1 and Jamie Steele back to Hazel Consolation. So there's the cut one. On to Division 1. Division 1 title contenders, Mersey Royal. We have a report off the don't we? Prescott Cables nil, Mersey Royal 5. Liam Driscoll, Sabu, Dylan Thomas and Andy Rogers with 2. In what looked a tough away fixture, especially after Prescott's recent home draw with Bootle, the lads were tremendous start to finish. There was renewed confidence in the lads after last weekend's results and they played Prescott off the park, playing some tremendous stuff at times. Dominated possession and to be fair it could have been a few more. Another important three points as we tried to keep pace with the sides around us. Good luck to Prescott for the rest of the season. Man of the match, Kieran Cartwright. This lad is some footballer. Fair play, it's a good winner. It is, it is. To the 
I don't know about league works, it's the same here in the, in the actual thing that the two points behind Ashfield the game land. Yeah. So it's in the Royals' hands now. When did, they, when did Ashfield drop points? Must maybe, maybe, I don't know. We missed a couple of weeks, haven't we? Basement side tells me to Port Town stuck twice through Ben Summers, but we're on the receiving end of a 7 2 romp off Marshalls. Dan Lewis had to, Louis Jarvis too. Steve Caldley and Josh Lavanda. Nathan Johnson obliged with the, with the, the game's only goal as Heswell took maximum spoils from their trip to Cabernet. While Vauxhall Motor Reserve shook off their disappointment of a midweek tubbing and bounced back over a 3-2 win against Newton Kersey of goals from Angel Salinas, Roy Mackay and Chris Lee. Like that, and Angel Salinas. Newton's contribution was provided by Jackson Ellis and Paul Foy. Division 2 leaders, million under 23, stayed 10 points in credit at the top when George Maddock, Liam Patton and Tom Beckett applied the finishing touches in a 3-1 win over Marshalls, who had Will Good Goodison on the mark. Nearest rivals, Liverpool and Remick reserves with efforts from Lennon Whelan 3, Cam Taylor 2, Ewan McEvitt 2 and Kieran Hughes Breeze to an 8-1 win over Rainhill Reserves. At the World Tennis Centre, Malmby edged, edged a 3-2 win over Runcorn Sports and made it three wins on the trot. That's a good one for them. Yeah. Couple with the elevation to fourth place in the table. Thanks to efforts from Tom Black, Jack Ledsum and Mike McLean. The visitors had two, two goals, Stephen Jackson in response. Luke Warrington claimed both goals as Pill and Victoria, but it was Rainford United who profited a 3-2 win. Do you have a report off, Pete Simon? A goal from Adil Mohammed failed to prevent Mosley Reserve from going down 3-1 at Cheshire Lions, who scored wins from efforts from Chris Cushanks, Danny Mulville and Mark Barnes. Three points were Divided after the penalty from SKB, Sam Haley was negated by a reply from South Liverpool Reserve, Rory Cunningham. We have a report, don't we, of SKB? Yes, we do. Nathan's good at that. First also, SKB dominate large periods. Harrison Hindley was on form and looked dangerous carrying the ball through midfield. SKB came close to scoring on a few occasions, most notably a James Harris shot from inside the box, which just missed the target. However, South Liverpool reserves looked dangerous on the counter-attack, forcing West Kirby into a few professional fouls. This led to South taking the lead of seconds left in the first half through a Rory Cunningham free kick, which took a deflection off the West Kirby wall, wrong-footing the young keeper Lewis Walton. Second half followed the same pattern, hard work from West Kirby midfield and good pressing from full-backs Charlie Clulo and Cameron Neen kept the ball mainly in the Southwood pool half. On the 65th minute, James Harris was brought down by the Southwood pool keeper. Sam Halley kept his nerve to level the score one all. More pressure from West Kirby resulted in some half chances, but as the game approached the 80th minute, South Liverpool became more assured and managed the game well to earn a point. Man of the match, West Kirby, is Charlie Clulo. Could be an important point there. Ashford Reserve registered their second win in four days after Alfie Dwyer 2, Tyler Sutton and Jack Fragley scored in a 4-2 triumph over South Sefton Borough who answered through Mark Kilroy and Darren Byers. In Division 3, Chester Newman's Reserve scored through Jamie Edge, 
and Danny Cooley, but visitors Groves were grateful for the point thanks to their own goal. Um, by two on goals. Two on goals, nasty. Uh, second place, Pilton Royal. TC centres in, aren't Pilton Royal won, South Liverpool third, four. Unfortunately, we were below par and punished by a good South Liverpool side. They were on top early on and took the lead after we conceded a free header from a corner kick. But we came back with a well-worked goal to level matters. Ben Howitt with a very well-taken finish. It didn't stay level for long though, as South Liverpool with a good move of their own put their forward through one-on-one and he finished nicely to restore their lead. We could have done with hard time to regroup but on the stroke of it we conceded a game from a corner kick which made it difficult, which made our second half task twice as difficult. We were then the cause of our own problems early in the second half though as we were closed down in possession in our own six yard box with the ball deflecting straight in. Despite several chances as the game went on, we never really looked like getting back into it. And from that point onwards, South Liverpool well deserved their win. After putting ourselves in a great position of second in the table, the excellent run of results early in the season, we now find ourselves in a bit of a tricky patch, with more tough games still to play. But we'll keep working hard and hope to find our form again ASAP, as we try to finish as high as possible and try and win promotion. Cheers, lads. That result means Sutton Athletic need four points from the remaining seven games. You know what? I'm going to put my neck on the line and say they're going to they're going to win it. <laughs> the, um, that's it for the West Cheshire. So we move on to Sunday. Be interesting to see what Mister Taylor's done this week, won't it? Yeah, he's probably told you though how many hot dogs the Queen's fans had this week or something. <laughs> And it starts with his favourite club. So it begins. Doc AFC secured another Cheshire County Football Association Sunday Cup final appearance and will be aiming to lift the cup for the third time. Need to know that? No, we didn't know. Okay. Didn't need to know that. Doc took an early lead by via Keenan Holsgrove. Who's he? I think he's played once this season. Yeah. Before River can equalise just before half time. Doc went back in front from Kieran Ham before a superb individual goal from Mike Berkey for Rivica after beating four men to finish with a good strike. Doc up their game and went ahead for the third time from Adam Lee and then added the four for Kieran Holbrook completing his brace to finish 4-2. A great final in prospect on Sunday the 24th of April at Foxhalls as Nestor Nomads who won their semi-final last week were awaiting the winners. Bernie was there. Yeah. So all the footage will be up yeah. Tuesday morning. I seen the last twenty minutes because my kids were on after them. It was just all doc. It was free too when I got there. It was just all doc. But I'm gonna say something. I don't feel much for doc players. But I feel for Jack Kelly. I'll just leave it at that. I feel for the lad. Was that made up that the doc had gone through? Obviously my my team. Yeah. My club. I, I didn't think they'd get beat. I didn't think they'd get beat. Not none of them big games. Not none of the important games. What what really matter? Because you you can't just become a winner. No, but you've got to cross the line at some point. to win. No, we gave you. You know, and but it'll be interesting to see how the remainder of Rivica's season goes. Now it's big for for uh, Ross now. 
Just mm. keep them all together and because they've still got a chance of the league, whatever way you look at it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever way you spin it, they they have um, they've got that chance to win the league. You know, I hope they stick together and you know and make a fight of it till the end. Yeah. Corsair FC got their revenge on Queen's Park after defeating the Veronica Conway Premier Cup just a month ago. They confirmed their place in the Tony Ullahan's Memorial Challenge Cup. Final 2-1, bagging the goals of Corsair with James Bailey and Jason Bull, while Harvey Sample replied for the Queen's. I watched the first hour, missed a lot of chances the Queen's, but I was made up with them. Very, very young, that may be the youngest team ever. For the Queen's point of view, no OT, no Danny Brooks this time. So none of even Wade, no Wade. You know the ones. The oldest player was Keenan. They had eight lads who started under twenty or under, and they didn't bow down to the, the tackles that were, that were that were going getting through in on them. Didn't get much help from Kenny. He actually bucked me up my lad on Saturday for far less. But. Gotta put your chances away to win win games, haven't you? And Corsair point of view. Well done. Yeah, I mean I, I think Making I, making the Memorial Cup finals big. It is, it's a great cup to win. You know, it's the biggest one in the league, innit? It's everybody in the league, innit? What well, what I wanna say on Corsair is after what happened to them in pre-season. We all wrote them off. Fair play, final, you're doing well in the league, well done yeah. Every one of us wrote them off. Sorgal claimed their place in the quarterfinals of the David Keith Tracy Memorial Cup by winning the tie 4-3 on penalties. Got that, have you? After three weeks of postponements and much awaited cup time was played out at Upton Park in a brilliant game that's had everything you expected after three weeks of no footy. Barker's armchair took the lead with a well-taken team to work goal that woke us up and we started moving the ball better and we got back into the game with a well-taken free-kick from Tom Ashcroft. We started to control the game and went 2-1 up with Andy Noonan's strike. Fell loose to Dave Allhead, who made no mistake in tumbling into an empty net. We took our foot off the gas and let Barkers back into the game just before half-time. And they, they duly took it right on half-time. Barkers armchair took the lead with a cracking overhead. 3-2 to Barkers armchair half-time. We came back out second half knowing the next goal was massive and we got what was given to us as we started the second half so poorly and gave away two sloppy goals and quick fire double by Barker's armchair who are now in cruising all the time we got given a lifeline of a penalty in the 85th minute and Tom Ashcroft dispatched it to make it 4-3 a red card for the Barker's arm player gave us the belief to go and get an equaliser and that's what we did with Danny Chainley sending in dangerous cross to the back post and where Matty Westhead was waiting for the tapping for a thriller. Yeah. Say to Pens with Tom Ashcroft, Chris Hannon, Chris Corkle, and Andy Noonan all finding the net and sends us 3 4 2 1 Pens. Is that all, Chris Hannon? No, it won't be really. It was a great cup tie to be part of, and Bars and Andrew should hold their heads high as they made it a battle for us. Good luck for the rest of the season, lads. Looking forward to the quarterfinals. Well, read this out. This may be the game, John Watch, because there's a decent report here as well. The game finished 4 all after normal regulation time. It was a terrific game, and pick of the goals came from Jack Catterall with an overhead kick to put Barkers 3 2 up. Barkers then took a 4 2 lead, only for Sorgold to hit two late goals and bring the game all square and headed into the dreaded penalty shootout. 
Up the score of the park was Louis Brown, Ash Robinson and Lee Doyle. So good marksmen were Tom Ashcroft for two, David Olled and Matty Westhead. There was no giant killing act for Whitby Rangers, who had Brad Bland and Jack Woods on the score sheet, who were beaten by Lions FC 4-2. The goal grabbers for Lions were Ryan Summers, Paul Ryan, Emil Al Gamry and Dave McElroy. Two penalty saves in the shootout for KRCT from Ian Fergal helped them into the semi-finals. I have a report. In a top-class quarter-final tie. Got a um, report on FC. Big game today for FC. <laughs> Against fellow league compatriots. I'm a little laugh because I could just imagine them flipping each time you do it. Yeah, it's banter, isn't it? The late quarter-final of the David Tracy Cup. Always going to be a close encounter between two teams. And in the first half, showed that with little more than half chances being created by both sides. The second half was a different story as FC took the lead. As neat play from Stewart and found Billy New who flicked the ball towards goal. And it found itself in the net somehow after a few deflections. 1-0 was soon to be 2-0 as Billy New raced through and smashed the ball into the net. The Willie never gave up and were given a penalty after the challenge was deemed to be in the box when it was clearly outside. Ooh. But the penalty was dispatched 2 1 to the Willie. The Willie pushed forward and managed to equalise with a well sucked shot that squared into the net 2 all 10 minutes ago, and every player on the pitch was giving evidence to try and get the winner. It never happened in penalties, it was. Both keepers made save, but it was left to Johnny Pom to score the winning pen to take the tie 3 2 to FC. <laughs> Cracker of a game to be involved in. However, when the ref is what you talk about mostly, it says it's all really. Consistency is the key in the game of football, but that was lacking from the man in the middle today. Job done. Though, I mean, move forward. No report from the Willy. Right, I'm very, very, very disappointed in the Willy. I will say they sent the report when they got beat by the Corsair. They need That's to... different, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're expected to get beat by the Corsair. Now, obviously, Big game like that to send two reports in because it's nice to see what both sides think. But fair play to FC, they've gone through. They still haven't been beat, have they? It was only the doctor that beat for me. They uh, did also one one call, maybe another. Oh, they, they didn't go, they got beaten the world as well by someone. And did they put the flying on, they? They are, yeah. Um, Goal scorers for the Willy were the Evergreen, Matty O'Shea, and Ellis Byrne. Great pen from Matty as well. I don't know. Tom Bob Shaw, um, uh, did Bob get it? Yeah, he put on there. Matty O'Shea still flying high. Yeah, he's doing well. It was first versus second from the Ullahans Birkenhead Sunday League, who clashed in the Veronica Conway Premier Cup quarterfinals. I have a report. Yeah. A great, this is off the Woody, by the way. A great win in the Veronica Conway quarterfinals on Sunday, away against Rock Ferry. With seven players missing, the squad was certainly used, and the lads didn't disappoint with a very strong performance against league favourites, Rock Ferry. League favourites, I like that, throw it in there. After, after dominating play for the opening 30 minutes, we got our reward, and we awarded a penalty which Jabba converted. He probably moaned about having a penalty, a little shit. <laughs> after the introduction of the lively Josh Sheridan on the armour, we didn't take long to deliver scoring with a nice left footed finish from 12 yards out. Following a good move down the right hand side, Rock Ferry did, the, did up their game in the second half and we weathered 
the storm as well as we call until that thunderbolt from Callum Robinson made it a nervy last five minutes. The lads remained strong and resolute and didn't give Rothfenny any more chances. We now face the float in the semi-final on Sunday down the Woody. All the best of the rock. State here that it's a second cup clash this season that Woodchurch have took the honours in. If I'm the rock, I'm worried. And they're yet to meet them in the league. I'm worried. If I'm the rock. Well, in case the Woody own them. Well, say you own them, but at the end of the day, if you can't, you know, that's who. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're looking at the, if you're looking at the league, it's harder than two. They hired the Astro again, didn't they? Who? The Woody. The Rock. Oh, was it? Was it the, the Rock? Was it? Yeah. Maybe that's not the not the right thing for them when they're going. Well, I will say though, it's another big game. The Rock have lost. Just the league left for them to go for. That might help them. Might help them, yeah. All eggs in one basket. Yeah. Surely they can't throw that one away now. Well, it says they've yet to meet in the league with both clubs wanting to be at the helm in May. Upton Town sealed a place in the President's Cup semi finals with a 3 1 verdict over local rivals Woodchurch Rovers. Liam Healy, Tom Murphy, and Callum Maynock claimed the important goals. Joe Parry and Sam Dangerfield set the seal for North Wales Saints 2 1 over AFC Rangers. Chris Cress replying for Rangers in a quarter final time to Jimmy Corkup. Old Parks in the form book upside down, registering a tremendous 3 0 success over AFC Park North. Matthew Langford, Ben Kierman, and Adam Lamb were the heroes of the day. Great Float moved into third place in the Premier Division after a comfortable 3 0 win over Lancelin. I have got the goal scorers, didn't I? Something to do with the secretary not sending them in, so I get sent them. Tommy Harris with two. And Daniele Bankale with the other one. FC Bidston won the local derby with Beechwood and dented their outside chances of finishing in pole position. <laughs> Paul Wallace, John Mains, and Adam Goodall were the goal getters for Bidston. I was there. Go on. Unfortunately, I was there. Unfortunately, so is this the worst game in the world? That was worse last week. Yeah. Um, the w- to be fair, the wind spoiled the game, but first half beach without the wind didn't do anything. Honestly, didn't do anything. I think they should have the pen, but Josh ain't gonna give it anything there. Josh Mitchell, yeah, it's point he shouldn't be allowed to, to ref the beach with to be honest, but I'm not even gonna go into that. And in second half, to be fair, the biddy mate, two great goals. Yeah, the first one's a hell of a sight, I think, it was John Mains. Um, scored that one with great strike. Um, to, to, yeah, the, the beach wasn't have a team, and then Robbo comes on and goes so, back off again. Goes back off in five minutes, down to ten. It was just shit, to be honest. That is shit. But fair play to the biddy. Yeah. Yeah, we had a good side out there. Big three points there. Um, that they overtook Lance and them, wasn't And the pair of them chasing us. Oh, being funny, be, be, beach would done fucking sort of shit out there. Go down. Could be in trouble. But yeah, we like played 90 minutes in, which was the only bonus for me. Yeah. So that's why I stayed for the night. <laughs> <laughs> the Luke took a step closer to the Premier Division with a narrow 2 1 win at Wirral Radio. Matt Lydiard scoring for Wirral Radio. They only require five points for promotion and eight points to lift the title from five games. On the score sheet for the Luke's were Ben Kearney and Will Bullpen. Bushels Grains in Athletic demolished Putin Victoria Sport and Social 4-0 to stay in second place. 
Strikes coming from Kieran Frost with two, Ryan Clark and Mark Standing. New Ferry Rangers moved within two points of Division 2 leaders, KRC TFC, after accounting for MSC Eastern 3 0, while JPA, JPL Jets for Kevin Daygold draw vital points with Victoria Colts, Billy Harrison replying in a 1 0 draw. Silver Athletic earned vital points at Eagle instead of 3 2. Cal Mawandi with a brace and Stanley Black got their names on the score sheet for Silver. AFC Teamer kept themselves in the race for promotion from Division 3, but one off Teamer. West KB1, Teamer 3. We started off on the front foot and within the first five minutes, Mike Redcliffe found himself in the box and slotted past the unlucky goalkeeper. We were in control for the range of the half and it if the final blows were better, we could have been a few goals up at our time. The, se the second half started off the same with us in control of the game and playing some really nice football against the wind. Our second goal came from a corner where Mark Redcliffe thought he had placed the header onto the bottom corner before Dave Turner tapped it on the line. <laughs> West Cape then scored from a corner and was somehow put into the net by, by our, our own keeper on his near post. Our third goal came in five minutes ago as Jack Grimes done, done about eight keep-ups <laughs> while going past players for fun and put a pizza with ball through the West Cary defence for Tom Hunt to nick the ball past the keeper and put the ball in the net. Overall it was a good performance and the lads didn't need to get out of second gear today. Cheers lads. Yeah, fair play. Parquet saint Germain who had Harry Saints and Sean Wilden on the score sheet. Shared the spoils with Over FC, Paddy Bell and Joe Batty. Park A's are flying. Done well after the dreadful start they had. AFC Red Rayburn found the shooting boots to register a fine 6-0 win over Wirral Athletic and took maximum points for the first time this season. Leading the way was Dan Piggott with a hat-trick supplemented by singles from Marco Dos Santos, Matty Amy and Jack Preswell. Marco Dos Santos. Class name, man. And that's us. I've had nothing on the rumour. I haven't even got anything to make up myself. No, it's not very flying, is it? <laughs> no, I think next week we'll go over the leagues and that. See if Bernie wants to come in, some predictions, finish the season off. Yeah, I think it's been just been cups for, for a while, hasn't it? It has. No one's but we can, the cups are getting to the latter stages, so we can all pick some winners. No. Go from there, eh? That's us.